This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast. Family. I thought you meant the things you need. Bed and Breakfast is live on a Monday. What's good, everybody? Ben Heisler with my guys, Peter Dewey and Reed Wallach. Welcome in. Great to have you here with us today for the next 15 minutes or thereabouts. We will go through our early leans and first impressions. Guys, we're already at week 10 in the NFL. It's crazy that we're already starting to approach this very, very rapidly. Also coming up on now week 11 in college football. We will go through our early leans. We'll take you through the games that we're planning on betting today, as well as our best bets for Monday. So, but gentlemen, um, but before we do this, we, we need to pause for a second. Uh, because both of you came through on your best bets for the week. And I want to congratulate you. But um, we, we need to say goodbye to a bet-sided legend. Ladies and gentlemen... Public Pete is dead. <laughs> Peter Dewey, once bringing us all together in the world of public plays and his upset picks, decided to take the Denver Broncos at plus nine and a half <laughs> against the Dallas Cowboys, who hadn't lost against the spread all year. Public Pete, we have to bury him. It's done. It's over. Peter. How can you say goodbye to somebody that we only knew for such a little bit of time, but we all loved him so much? I know, Ben. Public Pete was he he was hot at the start of the season. I had some had some nice ones, but it kind of the 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 wind started changing when I got Packers plus six and a and a half on a Thursday night football week ago, and then came back with the Broncos this week. If you told me they were going to upset, though, man, I wish I sprinkled a little on the money line. That was a that was a hell of a game. Yeah, I was going to say, we can't just go ahead and, and adapt a new life right away. We have to, you know, let the man, you know, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Reed, it was also also a solid week for you. I, I know that uh, there was plenty of intriguing plays on the round robin card that you can read over at BetSided every week as well. But uh, another strong week for you as well. Yeah, it wasn't a banner week. A few tough uh, beats, a few pick sixes going against me, a few uh, thrown into the end zone, uh, just four down, turnover on downs. But we'll take the best bet as a winner. So I can't complain. All right, so let's go through the the week lines for the NFL. We already have them up over at Wimbet Sportsbook. Uh, Peter, I'm going to start with you because I kind of feel like I have to with this play. You were on Denver last week when everybody was going up against them. You're now looking back towards them as two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Philadelphia Eagles that hung tough this week against Los Angeles Chargers, ultimately was not able to come up through at the end. But why are you backing Denver once again this time at home. 
And I'm I'm all over Denver today. today. <laughs> I'm feeling them this week again. I bet on the Broncos two times this year. I rarely do it. Just not a fan of betting on my own teams, but took them week one against the Giants. They covered very easily. Same thing last week against Dallas. Going back to the well, they're only two and a half point favorites at home against an Eagles team where, I mean, we've seen the Eagles hang tough in games, but they also haven't won a ton of games. And you're going to tell me I can get the Broncos at less than a field goal. I'm, I'm going to take it every time at home. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, we know how great he is at covering the spread as a starter. Um, but I think the Broncos right now, they're coming off back-to-back -back wins. They kind of figured out a, a game plan that is going to work for them. They've gone straight to the running game with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, really ground and pound, and don't make Teddy Bridgewater have to make a ton of big throws. And we saw them beat up Dallas. Javante Williams had his first 100-yard game of the season yesterday. I think they can follow a similar path against the Eagles where you're, you're facing two teams that ha are in the top 12 defensively but aren't two of the greatest offenses. So I think if this ends up being a slug it out type of game, it benefits the Broncos, especially at mile high. Um, one of the better home field advantages in all football. So I, I love them at less than a field goal to, to open the week. Did it feel like for you, Reed, that watching the Broncos team, because I, I kind of thought they were punting and then they didn't trade anybody else away. Uh, now it kind of feels like there's a little bit of new energy here. Are you buying it long-term? Yeah, I actually agree with this play. I like the Broncos a lot, especially under a field goal. I bet Denver on uh, yesterday, uh, plus 10, I thought was great against the Cowboys team. Like you were saying, they were undefeated against the spread. This just felt like the perfect storm for a Broncos cover. I was not expecting a win by any means. But I think the Broncos, like you said, it. the ground game is really starting to figure itself out. And the Eagles are susceptible against the run. That's what led me to that Chargers-Eagles over yesterday. So, I'm going to keep riding this trend. So I like Denver at home. You know, Peter, all great points. So I agree with Denver. Uh, well, you also, I was going to say you also uh, transitioned really well because uh, the Chargers are on the matchup that you're looking at, but now you're actually going the opposite way with a Minnesota Vikings team that, boy, if you've been, been betting Minnesota, at least you were able to have a sigh of relief in their cover against Baltimore in overtime. But this team, especially if you're taking them on the money line every week, it must just be a complete dagger to your heart, whether you're a fan, whether you're a Vikings better. Uh, but you're buying them this week against the Chargers. Yeah, I had a little on them uh, sprinkled on the money line yesterday against the Ravens. So I oh. already saw I already saw the blown game coming from you know halftime. I saw it coming from a mile away. So I was prepared. But these are two teams that just continue to play close, close games. Um, Minnesota's lost one game by more than four points this season. It was a seven-point loss to Cleveland. And this, if there's any time to back Mike Zimmer, it is as an underdog. He's 32-19 and 19 against the number since taking over for Minnesota. The Chargers, they're not blowing really any team out either. They have one win by double digits. I don't really think that they are the type of team to put it, someone away. I think Dalvin Cook could run all over this Chargers defense. That is last in the league in defensive rush EPA. So, this is a plus two and a half that's even money. So I'm hoping it touches three, but I like Minnesota plus two and a half. Again, another strong teaser piece. I think your point about Mike Zimmer as an underdog is really intriguing. Although it actually happened a little bit more early on in his career since 2016, Minnesota only has been 17 and 14 against the spread. I suppose that's right under 55% in covering as an underdog. So you certainly like that out of Zimmer, but uh, really early on that, that was when it was big for him. We'll see whether or not they're able to do it again this week, but I do like the call, especially with people starting to feel a little bit better than they did before with the Chargers getting that win against Philadelphia. For me, guys, I, I still can't figure out why people are continuing to run to go back Kansas City. This has been an ongoing trend over the course of the entire year, and now you get the Raiders on Sunday night football getting three points at home against the Chiefs. 
Um, I, I really genuinely believe that if the Raiders hadn't lost to the Giants on the road, which again was a, another one that we had talked about earlier, I felt this one coming. It's been an emotional week for them, especially after getting rid of Henry Ruggs in light of everything that's happened there. Um, Chiefs two and seven against the spread this year. They can't score. Their defense is playing better, but I don't know how legitimate it is considering that they've played against Daniel Jones at home and now Jordan Love. Uh, Vegas this year is undefeated as a home dog. So I'm looking at that line at plus three. And to be honest, I think people are going to see two throws from Patrick Mahomes, the one to Kelsey at the beginning of the game, and then the one to Tyree Kill on the run that all of a sudden is going to change their mindset that the Chiefs are back. They're not back. We need to see it a little bit more consistently. So the fact that I can get the Raiders at home in prime time at plus three, give me that number. I will jump on it as quickly as I possibly can. Speaking of football, it is Monday night. Also, for anybody that is watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. We're always here to take some of your questions over the course of the show. If you want to weigh in, make sure you guys go ahead and hit like and subscribe and be a part of it. And also, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts by visiting Omni. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever. It's all available for you guys there. But it is Monday night, so let's dive into some of our favorite plays for tonight. It could be for Monday Night Football when the Pittsburgh Steelers host the Chicago Bears as six-and-a-half-point favorites. we got an eight-game slate in the National Basketball Association. Reeve Nets are taking on my Chicago Ooh. Bulls. Uh, Peter's New York Knicks are in action tonight. Um, Ian not on the podcast today, so we're probably skipping NHL plays for today, unless some of you guys – throwing a wild card that I'm just not expecting. But Reed, let me let me start with you when it comes to Monday night best bets. Um, you're looking right at Monday night football, and uh, we've actually seen a tick in the line. Bears now are at plus seven at WinBet, moving up from six and a half. Uh, and it sounds like you're going back in the underdog here. Yeah, that's – I needed seven, and I got it. And this total is now sitting below 40, so this is exactly <laughs> – the points are going to be so Go bad. Bears. <laughs> Listen, I, I think that the Bears, if there's a time for the Steelers to lose, it's as a favorite. They're one and two straight up as a favorite this season, haven't covered yet. Now they're laying seven with a low total. Mike Tomlin as a field goal over a, fa- a favorite over a field goal, 54, 69 and one against the number. He's terrible as a favorite. Back Tomlin as a dog, not a favorite. I like the Bears catching seven. I think that fields could keep this close. All right. I'm going to actually stay with mine before I get to Peter's because I also have a bet from this game as well. I was looking at some of the props available over at WinBet today. Ben Roethlisberger, for some reason, guys, I I don't know if you've taken a look at Ben Roethlisberger's stats over the course of the year. They're not particularly pretty as he continues to get worse and worse, and his arm starts to get a little bit more noodly after a very long and established career. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger right now hasn't even thrown for 1,800 yards. He has eight touchdowns, four interceptions. He's not throwing the ball downfield at all. And Winbet has set his prop at over 250 and a half yards at minus 115. He hasn't thrown for 300 yards once this year. And there have been some games where Pittsburgh has needed to pass to stay alive in the game, and they still haven't done it. So they're going to hide his arm strength. Bears are, are bottom 10 in the league at stopping the run. Keem Hicks is going to play, but he's still not at 100%. Uh, and the Bears' defense has actually been fairly good against the pass. They're third best when it comes as far as limiting pass attempts. They're top 11 in passing yards allowed. 
Uh, Big Ben has gone under this number in four out of seven games this year. So I, I think for anybody that's expecting a big passing game out of Big Ben and the Steelers today, no, it, it's going to be a lot of Najee Harris. And it also leads into one of my favorite bets that I wrote about over at Betside today. Peter, I actually stole this one from you. Najee Harris over 30 and a half receiving yes. yards is another yep. one of my favorite plays. We threw that in with our same game parlay bet that you can read over at Betside along with Peter's top three prop bets as well. So I like the under for Big Ben, 250 and a half passing yards. And then, Peter, take us home. You got a little bit of a play in the NBA tonight. Uh, not a New York Knicks play, but uh, I would imagine that Locker. you'll find some sort of New York Knicks article from Peter on the site today. But uh, who are you looking at for tonight in the NBA? Yeah, Ben, I'm still recovering from uh, the Ricky Rubio masterclass at the Garden <laughs> last night. I I don't really know what happened. That was a, a very rough experience for Ricky Rubio to drop 37. But anyway... I'm going to go to the Warriors-Hawks game tonight. I'm taking the Warriors. They're only three-point favorites at home at Chase Center. I'm actually kind of shocked this number's here because Atlanta has started the season really slow. They're 4-6. and six. They're just 3-7 and seven against the spread. We're one of the worst teams in the NBA against the spread so far this season. And they have a negative net rating to start the year at 2-3, and three, um, or negative 2.3. And the Warriors, if you, you look at what they've done this year, obviously they've only lost one game. This team looks miles better than it did last year around Steph Curry. And it's kind of crazy because it, it, not much changed other than you added Otto Porter. And now Jordan Poole has emerged as a, a valuable threat from behind the arc where he's he's actually become a, a, a lesser Clay Thompson in that offense. So I think they're going to be really fun to watch when Clay gets back. But this Warriors team, they're 5-3-1 and one against the spread. I have the best defensive rating in all of basketball. And they, I think this is a great game for Steph Curry to get back on track, even though he's having a good year. He's scored 20 or less points in his last three games. Go up against the Hawks team, who they're not going to be able to put Trey Hung on him. Probably not going to want to put Kevin Herter on him. So it's going to be very interesting to see where the Hawks go to defend Steph Curry. I think this is a big game for him at home. And the Warriors only three points. I'm taking them all day to cover that. All right, so yeah, best bets from, from the crew today. We like Ben Roethlisberger to go under 250 and a half passing yards. That is my favorite prop bet over at Wimbet for Monday Night Football. Reed going with the underdog Chicago Bears at plus seven. The line has finally moved up to that touchdown to take Chicago. And Peter going with the Warriors minus three against the Atlanta Hawks as we say goodbye one more time <laughs> to Public Pete. Had a great run, great time with all of us but now has moved on. So thank you for watching Benton Breakfast. Thanks for getting up with us to start your day. For my guys, Reed and Peter, I am Ben. Enjoy your breakfast, everybody. Hopefully it is full of wins when you get to dinner time. So long, everybody. We'll talk to you on Thursday.